activated virus defenses. Prepare to download. Hello, this is Martin McKay from the Network Security Podcast. And this is Chris John Riley from the Eurotrash Security Podcast. You're listening to the official podcast for the 26th Annual FIRST Conference, the 22nd through the 27th of June 2014 in Boston, Massachusetts. And now we join our interviewing program. Hello, this is Martin, and we are talking today to Jeff Borio, who is the chair for the 2014 FIRST Conference in Boston. Uh, how are you doing today, Jeff? Can't complain. Tell us about yourself. Tell us a little bit. How did you get to be the chair for FIRST, and what exactly does it mean to be the chair for a conference like this? Uh, Ken Van Wick made it sound super sexy, but uh, in, in reality, um, I'm an incident responder, uh, work, uh, cyber incident responder working for Intel Corporation. Um, I've been active in the FIRST community for uh, seven or eight years now. And Ken uh, approached me and asked me if I would be interested in doing this. And I figured it would be a good way for me to continue my participation in the organization. So they lied to you and pulled you into the position until, uh, without explaining to, it what, to you what you would actually be doing? It was a bald-faced lie, uh, and I fell for it. Um, I even tried to change jobs in hopes that it would get me out of doing this particular task, but uh, Ken made sure that uh, it followed me around the, the intel and, and into my new team. So what exactly does the chair do? What are you responsible for? The chair herds cats on multiple fronts. There's a program committee. And so last summer, shortly after the 2013 conference, um, I sent out a call for participation, asking whether or not other first members would be interested in participating on the program committee. Uh, So I have to herd those cats. Uh, And then we put out a call for speakers and uh, we had more than 150 submissions. And so uh, I had to herd all of those cats as well. And so basically the program committee worked with the program committee to uh, set up what the structure of the conference was going to look like and then set up uh, after the talks had come in, uh, set up different teams to review all of those talks uh, and then uh, worked to set up some teleconferences uh, where we consolidated all of those talks, the reviews that the program committee members made uh, to pare down the list of speakers from 153 submissions uh, down to the 63 that we wound up uh, accepting. So this year, the, um, the theme is back to the roots. What does that yes. mean for security? What does it mean to you personally? I, I think that, you know, as as our industry progresses, I, I think certain terminology and certain activities get lost. Um, and so if, if you think about everybody's favorite buzz phrase, APT, what does APT really mean? Uh, or more to the point, what does it really mean for cyber incident responders? And trying to drill back down and get back to the, the fundamentals and focus on what we do as a core uh, industry, which is... Uh, analyze intrusions, analyze malware, analyze threats uh, and, and threats against the landscape, and develop new ways to interact with each other and new ways to combat what the attackers are doing as well. I know that APT means to me that uh, marketing has gotten too headstrong and needs to be uh, reined in a little. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from marketing terminology. <laughs> Chris, how about you? You got some questions here? Yeah, one of the questions that really springs to mind is, I mean, how have you gone through all of these submissions, 150 plus submissions, and, and really kind of whittled them down to the 60-odd talks that you can fit into a, a week-long schedule and keep the talks actually connected to, to the back-to-the-roots kind of theme of the conference? It seems like a, a pretty hard task. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't easy. Um, I, I think that we had more submissions this year than we've ever had before, so that didn't uh, make things uh, any easier. Um, I think that there was one talk that actually put back to the roots in the title of the talk, so I think it made it easy for that one. But uh, seriously, what I did um, is I took a look at the number of people in the program committee. I took a look at the number of talks that were submitted. I, I basically built teams of three or four uh, program committee members, and I assigned out roughly equal numbers of abstracts to each of those subgroups. Uh, for them to provide a 1 to 10 scale of uh, what they thought about the talk uh, and what they thought about the speaker, if they knew who that speaker was. Uh, and then, and then, so I took all of that data, consolidated it, and, and provided it back out to the team. We had a handful of teleconferences where we got together and said, all right, here's the list of people, here's the list of talks, here are all of the scores. And here's where there appears to be a relative break uh, in the scoring system. And then uh, since there were a number of talks that were right about that line, uh, we took a look at the last 15 or 20 and said, all right, we've got room for about seven or eight of these talks. As a team, I want you to provide me with your favorite three or four. Uh, and so then I took that scoring and used uh, that to put the last talks in. And then I, I kept the rest of them for standby in case we had people who didn't accept. Uh, to be honest, I felt like I was doing a little bit of bracketology for those who are in the United States preparing for the college basketball tournament. I felt that I was putting together a little bit of a bracket, uh, trying to arrange talks and find the right ones to be the last in. I had a bubble a set of t uh, talks on the bubble and that sort of thing. And I uh, tried to find a way to get those things in. And then similar to the bracketology, you've got different conference rooms uh, at the site. And so trying to find the ones that would go, you know, essentially number one seeds, number two seeds, number three seeds uh, to go into the different conference rooms. And so uh, mapping out the 63 talks onto a uh, timeline was a challenge. Um, I think we're going to be starting the conference earlier uh, in the day than we have in the past, and we're going to be ending it about as late in the day as we possibly can. And uh, the lunchtime break is going to be right at one hour. Uh, so we, I, I did the best that I could uh, and the best that the program committee could to put together a set of talks that would fit into a good time frame that uh, since we felt that we had so many strong talks to try and get as many of those in as we could uh, and and make some of those things happen. Well, not only that, but obviously you're, you're trying to fit in obviously keynotes as well. And I understand there's going to be some workshops going on at the event as well. So really does seem to be quite cram-packed with information. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, taking into special consideration some of the requirements for some of those things, um, we're going to have three different workshops during the week. 
Uh, we're going to have an afternoon workshop uh, on sticks and taxi. We'll we'll have uh, the ability to talk about sticks on one day and, and taxi on the uh, next day. Uh, we're going to have a workshop on Yara, and uh, which is something that I'm particularly interested in because I can hardly spell Yara, let alone know how to use it. And then uh, there's also going to be a workshop on rootkits in uh, OSX. So that, I think that that's going to be a pretty interesting one too. As far as keynotes are concerned, I tried to take a look at the cross membership of, of FIRST and take a look at the different types of industries that are represented in FIRST and tried to structure uh, the keynote speakers uh, along that membership. So we've got people from government, we've got people from the public sector or uh, private sector, uh, we've got people from academics uh, and people from research. And so uh, I tried to find keynote speakers along those different uh, industry lines uh, that I thought would be compelling and uh, be able to provide uh, some pretty good insight into what our industry should be doing and where it has been uh, and where it will be going. And in fact, uh, one of the keynote speakers this year uh, is one of the keynote speakers from the last time um, first was in Boston 25 years ago. Uh, and so I think that that should make a really compelling conversation to hear what uh, he has to think based on where we were then and where we are now. So um, what are some of the other talks you're looking forward to hearing? Uh, there's a number of them. Um, you know, uh, as, as we talk about the back to the roots theme, there's a, a talk on 25 years of uh, computer security um, and where that's all gone. And so that and it's kind of a retrospective on uh, the first 25 years of first. I think that that'll be interesting to hear about how that's uh, developed. I'm interested in hearing where uh, there's going to be a talk on CVSS v3, which uh, first is shepherding. Uh, they they own that, um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what has been done with that group. Um, there are also uh, conversations on Mantis, uh, a talk on passing the hash, which you know a lot of people are probably familiar with, but uh, some some folks I, I think uh, will also find that to be interesting. Um, malware and host uh, analysis, incident response on a global scale. So I, I think that those will be some of the, the interesting ones. We're going to have a talk on anthropology to study incident response. Um, and I don't think a whole lot of people think of anthropologists as being cyber incident response related. So I think that that'll be uh, particularly interesting. And then uh, we, there, there will be a, a number of other talks. Indicators of compromise against advanced analytics. Uh, since everybody wants to talk about big data these days, um, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I, I actually think that this will be a really good talk. Um, I know who the speaker is, uh, and he's a very engaging speaker. If there's anything that I, if there's anyone who can uh, bring about big data and, and speak about it and what it really means, it, it'll be him. So one question I have is how do you think that the information that's been in the news, I mean, it, it started coming out last, last first conference uh, about Snowden, about the NSA. How do you think that the world uh, political change, the changes, to the political structure in the world are going to affect first this year? Uh, that's a really good question. And in fact, um, I believe that one of our keynote speakers is actually going to touch on that. Um, 
I have my own personal thoughts about uh, what what Edward Snowden did and how he did it, um, and I'm going to keep those to myself. Um, but I I think that I. Uh, you know, if you think that government entities around the world haven't been collecting information on people inside and outside uh, their country, I, I, I think that you've been living under a rock all of that time. I, I, I don't think it's any secret. Well, it shouldn't have been any secret. Um, but I think the depth in which uh, I, maybe it's a shock to people based on, on the amount of information that they think is being collected. I don't think that it should be any great surprise that, that this has been going on. What I do think that is interesting is it shows a little bit more about how we as defenders in the industry need to be working with each other to share information uh, so that we can understand how to protect ourselves. You know, you hear all of the time that attackers uh, are taking known code that has worked very well and packaging it into new exploits uh, and reusing their infrastructure to get the information that they need. Um, you know, there you hear about data breaches. There have been numerous data breaches. Uh, it, it seems like there's a new one every week uh, since, you know, roughly Q3, Q4 of 2013, especially. I, I think that those guys are probably using a lot of the same infrastructure, a lot of the same remote access code and techniques. Uh, and so I think that we as, as defenders need to be doing a lot more to be sharing information amongst each other uh, in order to be able to combat that and stop holding on to a lot of that information for fear that we will expose ourselves for having made a mistake somewhere along the line. Okay, well, we've been talking to Jeff Borio, who is the first chairman for the 2014 First in Boston. Uh, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day. Not a problem. I'm looking forward to a great time in Boston. Um, there are a number of, of things that the banquet should be particularly interesting. Um, and I know that there are a lot of other extracurriculars that ha extracurricular activities that happen while we're there. Uh, and so I think that uh, everybody will have a fun time. This is Chris John Riley from the Eurotrash Security Podcast. And this is Martin McKay from the Network Security Podcast. You've been listening to the official first podcast for the 26th Annual First Conference, June 22nd to the June 27th in Boston, Massachusetts. You can find out more at www.first.org. Thank you and goodbye, folks. Initiating shutdown sequence.